The Club of Resort Talks podcast is brought to you by Barilla. Barilla believes their primary responsibility is to satisfy consumers. The company's attention to taste, quality, and nutrition is absolute and always motivated by the desire to create joyful and convivial food experiences. Hey, this is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. Welcome back to the Club and Resort Talks podcast. Today, we're chatting with my good friend, Lawrence McFadden, who is a certified master chef and the general manager and chief operating officer of the Union Club here in Cleveland. As some of you may know, I'm based in Cleveland too. So whenever I have a question or an idea or I need to see something in action, Lawrence is my first call. He has always been a huge supporter and an innovator in the industry. A few weeks ago, he was telling me about this new dining concept he and the team at the Union Club were working on. The more he shared, the more I realized others might benefit from hearing about this concept too. Hey, Lawrence, thanks for joining us today. The Union Club here in Cleveland has been busy for the past few months. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happened in the past and how you plan to rebound into 2021? Yeah, great question. And it's something that we go through every single day. I think that um, like many of your uh, listeners, um, you plan something and then 24 hours later, you're replanning it. And then 24 hours later, you're replanning it again. It's been really just a um, a uh, exercise of um, flexibility. Um, you know, and, and members understand that because um, the, their businesses are going through the same thing. Um, we didn't, the pandemic was, wasn't our fault and certainly, um, caused the loss of business, but we didn't. So I think importantly, we, we're going to go back to all the things working with our ladies and gentlemen, which are our greatest asset to service delivery, product and service. Fortunately, um, all the wedding business and the catering business that we lost in 2020 was just really pushed to 2021. So the, the, on the horizons, we're, we're, we look to have a really strong 2021 year. Um, so the business that we lost because of the pandemic, we've just pushed further. Um, so, I, so maybe we've gotten through the worst part so far. What about new initiatives? I know you're always, you and Chef Arno are always coming up with really cool ideas. So what are, what's on the docket? What are you planning for, for the next couple of months? Yeah. So programming has always been really, really important for the value proposition of membership. Uh, members are exposed to tremendous amount of, uh, of creativity uh, in their lives, in their businesses, uh, in their communities. So they expect that from the club as well. Um, one of the pieces that was really an aha for us is thank goodness, as we're talking on Zoom today, um, is that our members know how to link now. Um, and so virtual, which I think many people always knew was a potential, um, now that our member is educated on how to log on, sometimes that's the scary part, um, they've really engaged it. So we're going to continue with a lot of virtual um, and chefs doing uh, a lot of cooking, tasting, pairings. He brought his brother in from France. He brought in another um, Michelin star chef in partnership in. So it's not just chef, but chef and a friend or chef and our sommelier. Um, and, um, so we're mixing it up. We've added fitness to that. We've added tastings and so forth like that. So virtual is going to be strong. We're going to start an Epicurious club, um, which is, um, and we're actually spelling it Epicurious as in curious. Um, and that's going to lay between our cuvee club, which is wine and our tie, which is kind of um, dress code and style of, um, of costume. And it's going to be focused 
on ingredients. Um, so Shat's going to source all the greatest ingredients from around the world. And this club is going to get their first chance of tasting uh, sepia from, um, from, from Portugal or, um, you know, something from, um, from Santa Barbara, um, abalone um, to basic uh, game to all kinds of different things. Later in the program, we'll talk about the Topiary Cafe, which we're going to do a lot of um, programming. And that's really addressed us um, an opportunity in the pandemic has looked at maybe creating because people really liked being outside. Um, and I think being outside had a lot to do with not only the fresh air of the pandemic, but also the casualness of being able to sit out there in their tennis shoes and jeans and feel comfortable um, because the club is so elegant um, in the process. People just felt good in their own skin. Um, so we've got a lot of programming going on in that new location. Um, so there's a lot happening in 2021. Tell us a little more about the Topiary Cafe. What is the concept? Where is it? I mean, the Union Club is centered in downtown Cleveland, so you don't have the acres and acres that most country clubs have. So what's what's kind of the deal with the Topiary Cafe? So the concept with the Topiary Cafe was at first was pop-up and that's nothing new. There's lots of pop-ups. Um, Michelin star chefs are doing pop-ups, local um, celebrity chefs are doing pop-ups and so forth. So that's nothing new. Um, but um, we were we were blessed with the fact that we do have an outside area, which was our patio. Um, we had a perfect summer in um, Cleveland this year. And um, so the weather allowed, and because people were working from home, they were arriving at the club in comfortable clothing. So our cafe really, um, our patio um, cafe really got uh, quite busy. Um, and we started to do programming in there. Before you knew it, we were sitting in the garage, we would deck it all out, but we were sitting there doing lobster bakes and crab bakes, and we were doing barbecues, and we were doing cuvee wine tastings in the garage. That would never have happened 10 years ago at the Union Club. Um, one, because of the demographics, two, because of the environment, and three, because of how they were dressed when they would come over from the club from one of their great businesses. But they were coming from home, so, so it was really good. They could come in their sweatpants, basically, um, and enjoy um, that. So that got us thinking about creating, and we carved out six parking places and we put a garden in the middle of the garage. So topiary taken off, stolen from Disney, the topiaries of Mickey and Minnie and so forth like that. But topiary talks about a garden. So we're doing a garden in the middle of the garage. The tagline is Cleveland winners never tasted better instead of felt better, um, tasted better. And um, it's a concept of sitting in a walled space. It has TVs. Um, it's got live plants. It's got a heater in there. It's got music. It's got a scent machine. So when you walk in, you smell the garden and the flowers. Um, and it's going to, um, and it was a takeoff from the pandemic, but I think really it's going to be all four seasons. So I think, I think our really sweet spot is going to be in April, March, I mean, April, May, June, when the, the vaccination is out. I see people really wanting, people want a casual space. Food trucks have done that, weddings in, 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 in um, wineries and farms um, and pop-ups. 
people know that they can get high quality product and service in a casual environment today. Um, and they want that and they're doing that. And so they've asked for that. It has a back door entrance through the garage. So people don't even have to come in the club. So hopefully we have that whole back of the yard, hot bar scene where you walk in, you grab um, a, a cocktail, watch some TV and then head back out. Um, and nobody ever saw you. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunities for this. Um, and we're just excited to be able to, um, uh, have the privilege to put something together about the service for this space. It's not connected to mm -hmm. the club directly. How are you planning to manage that challenge of a new dining space? Yeah, great, great question. So first is we have, you know, handheld micros and things like that, or Jonas in the world of the club uh, micros uh, point of sale systems. Um, and so uh, the person never leaves the space, the service. We're building in the service um, as as open kitchens have and as we're putting um, a beautiful chest, uh, classic chest right in the middle of the restaurant that you work your bread off of, your linen off of, your serval. People have gotten you to coming into an action space. Um, long gone are the days where a closet is, you know, uh, 50 yards away from the restaurant and that stores all the stuff. People are used to watching action happen right in front of them. Um, so we've designed it so that the server never leaves the space. All the product, um, except for the food, is there for them. Um, and then we're going to have a small running system where runners bring the beverages because we know speed to market. We know that speed to this area is vital for everybody. Um, and then we will um, create those things and, um, and, and, and deliver the service that they're expecting from inside. Now, why is this concept so relevant right now? You mentioned, you know, food trucks and casual weddings, but for a place like the Union Club, where there's two master chefs, one is the general manager, one is the executive chef. I mean, you have established yourself as a very prominent and upscale and food focused sort of establishment. So why, why go casual? Why now? Yeah, you know, I think it's really great. And I, I, and I know all the great talent chefs will agree with this. If we're willing to do something as chefs, it's probably well thought out already. We're not going to do something. We're going to do, and you're, you're a Clevelander, so you get it. We're going to do fish fries. Um, and, and, you know, I know chefs will roll their eyes and say, you know, fish fries, but there's nothing better than a hot piece of fish and some French fries. And we're going to do it in front of the people and we're going to do it in the topiary cafe. Now, somebody said to me, well, what about if we did to go fish fry? No, because it's not the same. So I think when you talk about having, in this case, humbly two master chefs, but I think with any great professional in back, if you're going to do casual food, if you're going to do an outside experience, the chef has probably really walked through how the menu is going to be developed and where the quality is going to lie in the development of the menu um, and long before the concept even came up. Um, the great thing about this was Chef and I, our beverage manager and our food and beverage director created this concept. It's much easier if you're on the aggressive side of creating concepts versus responding to the need of the members by saying, well, why don't we do that? Then you're behind the eight ball because somebody might have done something. This way we can be out front 
And I think that that's been one of the secrets to everything we do here is moving very quick to market, being very creative and in, 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 in thinking through what might they enjoy at a very, very high level. What's on the menu? Well, interesting enough, and I think chefs, all the chefs and listeners will smile. Um, this concept is not driven around food. This, driven, this concept is driven around casual and um, comfort environment outside. Will we create a garden salad? Um, will we create something unique, a topiary garden um, dish? Maybe, maybe something will be developed. Um, members, club members, and, and our chef is a master chef and he, and he sources the greatest product, but they like what they like. Um, and so a lot of the items on that menu are still going to be the same items that they can get inside. And again, creating this concept, you were talking about delivering the product and so forth. If I come out with an eclectic menu and I put them outside and they wind up ordering off the other menu anyhow, then I've really complicated the concept of getting the food delivered. And now not only are they unhappy with what they couldn't get, but now they're unhappy with the speed. So during the pilot period, which we, which is going to be the first 60 days, we're just taking our, our mirrored menus from indoors and moving them outdoors at this point, just to get people excited about going outside and feeling comfortable. Then we will create, but I think the created creativity <clears throat> the creativity for the Topiary Cafe is going to come in the Denim and Diamonds Barbecue, the Fish Fries on Friday, a Chef's Table Supper Style, Happy Hours with Themes, Game and Cigar Mixer, Wine Tastings. So we're still going to push a lot of catering into this space. And that's where Chef can do the action stations. You know, when we do a fish fry, he's going to have the fry, ke fry kettle right there and the fish are going to come right out of the fryer, right into a basket and right onto the table. <clears throat> there is not a better piece of, there's not a better culinary treat than to get a beautiful tempura piece of fish. And in this case, one of our lake perch done and then some hot French fries and you, and then maybe a, a, a nice warm cobbler and, and nobody's going to argue. And they're just going to think that the chef's the best thing that since, since sliced white bread. So we're going to take our creativity. Chef's creativity is going to come in the fact that the approachability, we could never put a grill in the middle of our main dining room in the lobby. Fire reasons, restrictions, burn the priceless art on the walls, the linen. But you can put a fryer outside and people are like, oh, that just makes sense. So that's where I'm excited about creating the menu. What else do you have planned for 2021? I mean, this is a big undertaking in and of itself. Are you looking six months out? You mentioned that banquets are going to start coming back. Do you think there'll be other new programming or new initiatives in the coming year? Absolutely. I mean, programming and, and chefs know this programming is the lifeblood of a club. Um, you have no choice but to continually develop. I, I call them stages. People will say, okay, Lawrence, what stage are we on? And I'll say, we're on stage three in the grill room. Well, what's stage four? Well, I don't know what stage four is, honestly, at the moment, but I know there is a stage four because if you don't continually evolve, then people are going to bore. So I think that 
we've got um, the virtual experiences that we've talked about, the wine tasting, the cooking demonstrations, the fitness and food. Um, we're going to have simple, what we found, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners did too, we found that the groups of about 25 to 35 during the pandemic made people feel comfortable. That was about the right size of a crowd to come to something where they were like, okay, it's not crazy. I can kind of get out on my own. And so we found simple, we did an Italian supper and I know it's not creative in the sense that, but to have chefs sit there and cook the entrees a la menu right in front of everybody um, in the room. And so they got a choice of three courses and choice of two desserts and then chef did the entree, but the supper style, family style and so forth. It was low entry and cost, low organization, easy to describe because everybody knows what an Italian supper is. You're going to have pasta. You're going to have risotto. You're going to have an antipasto. You're going to have something fresh. You're going to have some cheese. You know, you can, it's like a steakhouse. You don't have to describe it. So we're going to do a lot of small, unique events. Um, we're going to do, and I, and I know the chefs are going to smile, but we haven't done it because I wasn't proud of the back of the house. The chef has done an amazing job in the last three years getting our kitchen up to. We're going to do a classic chef's table inside the kitchen. A chef's table is is no better way to show the investment that we have with talent in the back house, the ingredients, quality of the cooks that are there. So we're going to do some chef's tables, um, a visiting chef's program. We've had two Michelin star chefs take over our restaurants over the last three years. One was Italian and one was Asian. So we had two where they would take over the restaurant for seven days and do their own menus. Um, and then we've got all of our catering. Everybody in, in the nation lost their catering overnight. Um, we lost um, about 25 weddings, but all of those weddings came back. And then all of our grand balls and debutante balls, we lost all of those. They've all come back. So in 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 a mindful of all the all the things we're going to do, um, we're going to have a strong catering year, um, which should keep the team busy um, and 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 really motivated. And and um, uh, and and we always have creativity within those things. For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortchef.com. dot